Welcome to episode two of this series of talks about advisory boards for family businesses and for the business families that sit behind them. My name is John Kenfield, and for the last 20-something odd years, I have spent a lot of time working with a whole variety of business families to provide them with best practice and dig them out of conflicts. What I want to talk about today is the value of advisory boards for helping family businesses have peace and prosperity and stay out of conflict. Now, the first thing to understand is that family business has been around since forever, and they are an enormous part of the developed economies of virtually every uh, Western civilization, generating, in most cases, well over 50% of GDP and employing roughly 50% of the workforce. However, and here's the rub, family business makes no sense. We need to understand that because nobody ever talks about it, but all you have to do is look at the key characteristics that make a family a happy place and compare them with the key characteristics that make a family business successful or any business successful, and you'll find they are in complete opposition to each other. So where a business looks for competitiveness and merit, families look for nurture and unconditional love, or at least that's the theory. So if you put a family into a business and try to make them work together, you are literally salmon spawning against the stream because it makes no sense. However, since the beginning of recorded time, uh, vast numbers of family leaders have been either daft or desperate enough to establish a family business or perhaps unintentionally find themselves in a family business because they've had to dragoon people in to help them to get that business off the ground and eventually that becomes a bit of an entitlement or a desired place for the family to work. So if we go back to the concept family business basically makes no sense, it should be very clear that to make a family business work when the basic underlying concept doesn't make any sense means we have to do or not do certain things to avoid disaster and to leverage the strengths of the family in business. Our starting point should be to decide the ethos of our organisation. And this is very simply, is it a family-first operation where our primary concern is to make sure that family needs and interests are looked after, no matter whether that comes at the cost, commercial cost of the business or not? Or is it a business-first operation where as soon as you cross the threshold into the business, you have to be wearing your commercial hat and you operate largely on a business-like basis so the business can be efficient and by being efficient it becomes profitable and by being profitable it can better support the family. These are a critical decision that a lot of families just never quite get around to making and therefore it's very important to help them do that. There are, I believe, four S's that need to be addressed and um, implemented effectively to help the family avoid the problems that it may otherwise encounter. Uh, 
The first one is strategy. Does the family have a plan? Does everybody know what the plan is? Has everybody agreed to the plan? If you don't have a strategy in place, then we're back to the old Benjamin Franklin quote that failing to plan is the same as planning to fail. Uh, Eventually, the cracks will open up and things will go horribly wrong. The second S stands for structures. And this is where boards form an important part of the structure of an organisation. The idea of having a structure, whether it's in a business and is a business board or an executive team or something of that sort, or whether it's in a family and it's something like a family council that makes decisions for the family, whatever you, wherever it's located, the idea of a board is a paramount body for making decisions And I'll talk a little bit more about the difference between governance board and advisory boards in terms of actual decision-making. The point is that the board is used to create, implement, measure, and modify the strategic plan. Again, we're talking about both the business and we could be talking about the family. The point is, if we have a board, we have a responsible body, it can have some rules and some procedures, and it can therefore be efficient and effective. Talking about efficiency, the third S is systems. For a business to run efficiently and for a family to run effectively, they both need to have systems so they're not always inventing responses on the run. So the systems in a business will be the sort of things you'd expect to find in an organisation that are designed to create efficiencies and certainties. People know what their job is, where they sit, how things operate and so forth. In a family, the systems come down to the boundaries, the hierarchy, the authority, the decision making, um, and fundamentally the roles every roles and responsibilities each family member has got to carry out uh, their duties so the family achieves its long-term goals. The final S stands for skills, and this is not only about having the right people in the right place doing the right things at the right time, it's also about making sure those people have the confidence to do the things they are supposed to do when they need to do it. Okay, so now we should talk a little bit about boards themselves. There's often a lot of confusion about what is a board, a conventional board of directors, which is created under corporations law and has very specific responsibilities. Compare that with an advisory board, which is a much more flexible structure, and I'd like to compare and contrast the two. Starting off with the governance board, this is the board that has formally appointed directors. Um, It is largely responsible for corporate and compliance decision-making. And the important thing about this type of governance board is that it is expected to be imbued with knowledge and it is expected, expected to take responsibility for the way the business operates and its outcomes. 
And it does that standing behind the chief executive officer, who is the ultimate person in some ways where the buck stops. But the board will also be standing behind the CEO if everything really turns to custard in a big way. The board is primarily responsible for four things. It's responsible for ensuring that the business has a strategy and it knows where it's going. I believe it's best to leave it to professional CEOs and managers to develop the strategy, which then leaves the board able to supervise that strategy, to provide input into that strategy, but not to be so invested in its development that you don't have an independent body looking at it. The second thing, uh, and the where all the um, legal liabilities come in, is governance. Governance means the system of management of the business. The system of management of the business. And it's the board's responsibility to ensure that these systems of management that the business is supposed to have are actually in place and operating according to requirements. The board is also responsible for macro risk management. It's supposed to see dangers in the distance and it is supposed to have an overall sense of risk management for the business, although the operational side of managing risk is down to employees in the business, active in the business, which can be board members in a different role. The final thing that boards are particularly valuable for is executive supervision. It's not appropriate to have senior executives responsible for monitoring and supervising their own performance. You need some independence. And this is where a board can be useful, particularly if you've got the right sort of people with the sort of courage and integrity to challenge senior executives if they perceive they're not doing the right thing. So they hold people accountable. Now contrast this with advisory boards. Advisory boards, the primary difference with the governance board is they have no decision-making power, duty, uh, and hopefully activities. And members of advisory boards are usually very careful not to be seen to be deemed to be directors of the business because that creates liability. Where the governance board is all about corporate law, compliance, decision-making, Advisory boards in their various forms should be more creative and more empathic. Where the governance board provides knowledge and responsibility, an advisory board typically provides wisdom and comfort. So an advisory board in the simplest form could be a single person acting as a sounding board and mentor for a business leader, entrepreneur, single individual. They can provide them with really intimate personal support as well as commercial guidance, provided they have that breadth of skills. Then we may have an advisory board that helps a family group by providing input and maybe even facilitating the meetings of the family council which is the key decision-making body for the family group. The advisory board can also, and it might be the same people, it might be a different group altogether, usually it's the same people, can also act to support uh, 
the governance board of the business. So in a family business context, you may have the same one or several people acting as the advisory board to the family, providing an additional non-family resource for the whole family and particularly its decision makers. And it can do the same sort of thing in the family business where you may have one or perhaps a complete board and the advisory board provides additional perspectives, additional independence, um, and additional accountability into the family board environment. And there we have it. The advisory board is becoming very, very popular. Uh, they are there are now estimated to be well over six hundred thousand of them around the world. And they can play a very valuable role with a family business and with a business family in helping to overcome the loneliness of leadership by providing connections with uh, an in independent person from outside of the family who's had a lot of experience of other uh, family businesses and can therefore normalize and help to improve whatever, almost whatever situation they find themselves in. If you'd like any more information about advisory boards and to consider how they could work for you as an individual, for your family or for your business, please get in touch with me through the Solutionist Group. Thanks for listening. See you next time.